When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. We're back at it. It's another Saturday morning, and uh, we like to talk real estate this hour and welcome your real estate-related questions by phone and by text. Let me give you, before we say hi to Chris and Andy, 651-989-9226. Text, as usual, that number is 81. 81- Eight zero seven. Good to see you guys. You have a good week, I presume. Always, yeah. Always. You make Always it a, a point week. to have a good week. What's that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got to be positive. We were just talking about that on our, our way into the show. Absolutely. It's yeah. all about being positive. You got to be positive about the real estate market. As Attitude well. is everything. Well, and it I is. think yeah, you know, in this world, we we've had to, even though it's out of our nature or our comfort zone, is to become comfortable with change. And as markets change, as consumers' needs change, as you know the, the the just in general the way people do business have started to change. We have to embrace that and be comfortable with it as entrepreneurs and as real estate agents. And it's um I think sometimes it's easy when the markets you know like right now, Danny. This was an interesting stat I heard this week. And uh, so half the realtors in the Twin Cities have not sold a house yet this year. Half, half. the agents. Yeah, and there's there's over twenty thousand of us out there. So, so that means that means. You or I haven't sold a house, statistically. Statistically. Yeah, so wow. there's a lot of people in the business that are out there. And I, I'd say, you know what? You can get the pros for the same price, and you get, you know, and there's different brackets of service. And, you know, so I don't know. I, I'd, I'd spend my time and do a little more homework on finding somebody that has the experience that, you know, kind of mirrors your interests and your needs in the marketplace. Yeah, and I think it's important, too. you gotta you got to find someone that is – knows what's happening right now yeah. as well. I mean, that's a that's a big thing because this market is continually changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about every week, you know, how's the market? And you, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden the next week it's crazy. You know, Fourth of July week was a horrible week historically. It was a great week, you know, this mm-hmm. last year. So we've had a little mm-hmm. slowdown, I, felt, I feel, kind of uh, in this middle August part. Mm-hmm. And, Historically, uh, that's what happens. And so it starts, we get to Labor Day, and then about September 15th, it kind of gets going again. And that's trying to, you know, you try to keep people uh, excited, you know, that houses are on the market. But mm-hmm. uh, it, as long as you, if you're positioned right, you know, and you've got everything there, it, it, it's going to happen. But sometimes it just takes a little longer uh, in some market segments. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. And then I think that there's some listeners out there saying, what are these guys talking about right now? I mean, you know, I, I see the houses going up for sale at the end of the street and they're gone before I can even go grab the brochure. And and that is for sure the case in some of these areas. And and I think that, you know, one of the conversations that was had uh, before the show today was talking about positioning you as a seller and making sure that you are positioned correctly. Because in a, a market like right now, Denny, I, I think it's kind of compressed. I think there's a lot of people that want to buy stuff that are frustrated that they can't get what they want. Um, there's a lot of people that would buy new construction if they could afford it. With rates going up and everybody that swings a hammer raising their prices, no offense, good for them. I mean, if they can get it, I think that's going to change real quick here because I think we're going to have to curtail that market a little bit to keep it affordable. Um, we, we've done a bunch of studies on what is what is actually going to be buildable or in demand in the near future. And if you look at what the average Twin Cities you know, family makes, we're not going to be building houses over 350 We have to build houses that are in that you know 250 to 350 price range, which means – 
you're going to start seeing by the spring preview, a lot of those, you know, multi-million dollar houses will always be there, but you're going to see more three-bedroom, one-bath, two-car garage houses for sale that are 225 to, you know, well, I wish they were 225. Where? Three, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I mean, uh, 325 to, you know, 400,000, and because it's an affordability thing. Um, and that that's the focus, I think, right now, that we're all trying to get smarter with what we're putting out there for products and, and um, yeah, and take advantage of Fulfill, what's out there. Fulfilling a need. Big time. Well, and the buyers are different. I mean, yeah. millennials, they're not the generation like my Gen X generation that wants the million-dollar, you know, 10,000-square-foot house because that's what we grew up thinking that was cool. Nowadays, they're a lot more conscious of, of how they spend their dollars. They're, they're fiscally conservative. A lot of those buyers are. And they're also, they want to have energy efficiencies. They want to be close to work. Um, so there's a lot of really cool things that, if we embrace, could really do some good with. And, and maybe flexibility, too, mm-hmm. so they can do other things. So You know, for years, uh, I've been meaning to ask you guys this, and things have changed, you said, in the, the real estate. For years, we would hear that this market, CCO land, upper Midwest, Minnesota specifically, we were kind of insulated from what you'd see on both coasts or all these different areas of the country. Has that changed, too, then? I mean, are, are we... More similar than different? Yeah, I think uh, I think with more news comes, uh, you know, the the realities, I think, and, then, and people listen to that, and then they make decisions on that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be where the East and West, I mean, it would slowly trickle in yeah. a couple years later, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it, it's strong around here, and I think when you have lower mm-hmm. inventory, you know, and prices are going up, but there's a little there's a little resistance to it right now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I'm seeing it. It's kind of like some of the sales. I'm like, oh my gosh! I mean, mm-hmm. I was just doing a market analysis this week. And I'm like, how did that thing only sell for that? Right. You know. And then it was like, oh god. And then you looked at like three months before that, and you're like, right. well, how did they get that for that? Yeah. You know. And so it's 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 kind of tightening a little. And mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if that's uh, you know raising well, interest rates or it's just the time of the year. And it was about two years back uh, as we were Danny heading into the the kind of the holiday season. We were seeing some of these what I called panic sellers where they were tired of waiting and the market was slowing down a little bit. And the people that were afraid we were going off the, the deep end again down into the abyss, they were like, hey, let's sell quick. Let's you know, put the, the, uh, you know, the sale price on the house, sell for 10000 less. And we started to see the market kind of retracting a little bit. But then come spring, everybody listed right back to where they wanted to list it and the market woke up again and kind of keep, you know, kept uh, the momentum going. But you know, for sure, I'm seeing new construction, uh, you know, is coming to a, a little bit of a trickle on the traffic is slower, um, but there's still people out there. There's, I don't think there's any alarm for panic here. I just think that we need to get smart with our our products that we're putting out there. I think that you as a seller, if you're listening, you need to be very conscious of who you hire um, because marketing does matter. And I think that right now that the the pricing and strategy that goes into your marketing campaigns is going to be everything for success for you and your family. I think what's interesting is catching up on something that but you said that we talk about like the luxury home market mm-hmm. um, that it, it's kind of been stale. I mean, if you're on a lake, okay, that's that sells in a second or something that's really kind of special. But uh, just this week, kind of doing some uh, reanalysis of different listings that we have and seeing what's happening in the market, and a couple things, uh, a couple things just went pending. A couple have inspections on them. And what that means is that 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 starts getting those people thinking that okay, it's not a bad thing in which to purchase. But mm-hmm. that that market especially is one of those that it's kind of a they watch those things and all of a sudden they start seeing things go. That prompts them to jump back into the market. But when it's when it's not moving and waiting, and that's why the luxury market is is really good in the fall. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is because I think what happens, I mean, the, the, what I have from experience is that those people have been busy. They've been watching mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but we'll just keep waiting, waiting. Oh, let's look at building. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll build. And then all of a sudden now it's at the end of the summer and they're like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait until next spring in which to do it. And so then they start getting excited and ju- start jumping in in the fall. We've had a lot of success on the upper bracket in the fall. Well, and I think the way we do our accounting, too, I think that a lot of times the those that have in the fall realize they have to liquidate some of that before they pay taxes. Or it's a strategy to reinvest or whatever it might be to, to kind of make the books look good before the end of the year. So that is very common. We see a lot of that happening where there's that um, November, December, you know, hey, let's let's get rid of this amount of money, buy an investment property. Investors are really strong is what I'm trying to say in the fall. Um, same thing. So. Just a reminder, too, to our listeners, we're going to be, I hope you're there, at the Minnesota State Fair in the next two Saturdays, right? You bet. We kind of got a little precursor to it when we're out at the, the car show out oh, there. Oh, that's right, yeah. I, I, I'm still really impressed with that thing. I couldn't the believe car that because I'd never uh, been out there for that. But uh, that car show was It was crazy. huge. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, from all over it the country. It was kind of like the State Fair. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, was. it really was. It so. was the warm-up act yeah, yeah. for us, yeah. All right. Uh, Let's take this break here, as usual, welcoming our listeners to uh, ask a real estate question, either by phone or by text. And the phone number is 651-989-9226. Text number, meanwhile, is 81807. In the Twin Cities here on CCO, 74 degrees. Today, we're going to about 87. And tomorrow, with a little bit of that uh, patchy smoke, our highs predicted near 85. Again, right now on CCO, 74. Uh, good morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on CCO. And uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we welcome your real estate questions. Again, by phone, by text, as usual. Chris and Andy here in studio, 651-989-9226. And the text is 81807. Guys, we just did get a text in. Is there a cost to have a market analysis of one's home? That'd be sweet um, for me. Um, no, actually, we uh, a lot of times there's uh, a complimentary um, to earn the opportunity to earn the business. So real estate agents will come out and they'll do a complete market analysis of the home and make suggestions, uh, possibly, you know, even help you with the price and kind of give you a range of what it's worth. Um, a lot of the, the really, um, I, I shouldn't say, the more professional agents are also giving you the to-do list of what could also improve the value of the property helping guide you through that. And it should be complimentary, um, yeah. you know. And I think you got to kind of watch out for those in a, in a way. And what that is mm-hmm. is that, you know, we can say what it's going to sell for today. But if you're not going to sell for two or three months, you know, that's why I always kind of give a range. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's one of those things that, all right, if you sell, well, if you do this, this, and this, the interest rates stay the same. Right. If the competition stays the same, mm-hmm. and in two months we haven't uh, fallen off the earth, you know, yeah, we should be able to get this. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of people, I get that, and where they say, "Oh, I had a realtor come in, and he says uh, this is what it's worth," and said, "Yeah, it, it could be, but you need to do this, this, and this, and which to be able to get it done." So just kind of mm-hmm. keep that. I mean, um, if you you ask five people which to do it. Um, you know, a lot of people will just go right to their computer and, and kind of do it that way. What I like to do is obviously if you know the market, you know, you can kind of give them a range. But when you truly go list a house, you better know what else you're competing against right at that time. Yeah. So we kind of go in and like just that week before we put it on, we usually put our listings on at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So we can get, um, you know, get an open house and kind of create that uh, excitement. But uh, to do that market analysis the week of. 
mm-hmm. not three weeks before because right. we might be competing against two different things. One I just did this week that we just put on, um, three new listings came on on Thursday mm. when we were going to do it. I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, man, that kind of just, I mean, pushes our position just mm-hmm. a little differently. Yeah, I think there's a lot of times where when we're getting ready to, to list the properties, well, Chris, we'll actually take the last-minute snapshot. I'll even a lot of times want to go out and look at our biggest competitors. So if we're, you know, there's five, two stories for sale in the same neighborhood, I say, hey, let's go look at the three that we think are our direct competitors so we can position ourselves properly. And the, the thing that I – here's what I'd say to you, too. You know, when you're – a great question about getting a market analysis to give you a range. It's just like anything else in life. It's it's like when you go see a doctor, you you can get several opinions – um, the key thing is, is that when you're talking to the individual that's sitting across the table from you, ask them how many houses they've listed, not their boss, not their, you know, the, I don't want to make fun of the guys that are out there, but I mean, there's a lot of guys that are out there and gals that are out there that have, you know, the bigger teams and they're sending out their rookies to list houses. And it's not the actual person that would list the house. I want the person with the experience when you're paying that much money to have somebody list your house. I'd actually like to see the true professional in your house. That's actually going to list your house. That's responsible for your listing. That doesn't negotiating for your listing to be the one that you're, you know, sitting across the table from. Makes sense. Uh, we're getting text messages at eight one eight zero seven. Here's one that came in a couple seconds ago. I have a twenty year old septic mound system, which is failing. Would you recommend fixing it before listing, or leave money in escrow for the buyer to fix? Hmm. I have a one thousand percent answer that I would answer every time and absolutely get it fixed ahead of time. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when you have a septic system like that, there's also landscaping that's involved, and uh, it just becomes a problem later on when you have to escrow it for someone. You know, it's got to be one and a half times, and you just, you just, yep. it's just all the unknowns. And then when the, when they come there, people are expecting that, you know, your toilet's they can go to the bathroom, yeah, yeah, or you take know. a shot, whatever, you know. Yeah. And so the 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 thing is, is that the um. Consumer coming in, most consumers don't want to take on projects. I'll just tell you that right now. So if they're going to take on a project, they're going to want to get paid for their time and their efforts and their energy. So a $25,000 septic or a $20,000 septic rehab project might cost you 30000 in the price that they offer you in the beginning for taking on that project. So just beware when you put it on to the buyer, they're going to make you pay for it. It's like carpet. You know, everyone says, well, we want to let the buyer pick out the carpet. The buyer can't see past it, so they won't see past mm-hmm. it. And they'll think, oh, you know what, that carpet's actually ten grand. It's not really five grand. And when you when you do it and, and you neutralize it, mm-hmm. it, it makes it look bigger. Um, a lot of problems that we have or that you see, and you can see it in pictures all the time, is when um, you have multicolored rooms. They're all different colors. Mm-hmm. And then they have different patches of carpet or tile and wood. The more you can kind of be consistent throughout the whole place, the bigger it looks um, and the better it looks. And you, there's, it's good to have some color. But I'll tell you, if you ever – when you see the pictures on the MLS, mm-hmm. you know, you look through and you, also, you can't follow it. All of a sudden there's red and then there's purple and then there's green and then there's a beige room. Right. And then there's this and there's that. When you start trying to tie them together, you say, well, in that picture I can see a little bit of the other room. And then you're trying to figure out where they sit and how and they – And what do people do? Yeah. Pass. pass. They pass on that until they wait. You know, I've done many when coming in second, like the second realtor, because the first one didn't make it. I mean, that's a big piece of it. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at your look at your listing as a buyer would look at your listing and see what the, what the heck's wrong with it. Yeah. You know, if it, if it's not selling, so and there's and sometimes there's other reasons, and you know, but whatever. All right, a text came in. By the way, if you want to send a text, uh, if that's easier, eight one eight zero seven. Is the city proper the market for single family homes? I'm assuming they mean Minneapolis. That's what I'm assuming, too. 
Yeah. Of course. Yeah, There's always demand. Yeah. It's a matter of what your budget is. You know, I mean, you have any of the streets that say south on the end of it, and that usually fetches a little more money in the, the market now than if they say north. But there's a lot of demand across, evenly spread across the whole proper um, that I've seen anyway. I've seen demand on the north side. I've seen it on the south side, west, east. I mean, it's it's most of the what I call the – when you look at the, the market and you look at it like a bullseye, and the bullseyes, they heat up from the center and go out, and now we've got the outer suburbs even kind of hot a little bit or, or moving – that keeps that inner circle in demand as well. And generally, it's just a pricing issue as a matter of, you know, are you finding stuff that you can afford? But A home in good condition sells. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. If you do have a real estate type of question, call it in or text it in here on CCO. Right now in the Twin Cities, 74 degrees. We'll look at that forecast coming up. And welcome back to the Real Estate Show here on this Saturday morning. We are around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour, always welcoming your real estate-related questions by phone or by text. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Our phone number, 651-989-9226. Text, in the meantime, is 81807. Chris and Andy, uh, let's go to uh, back to the phones. Jody is calling from Forest Lake, I believe. Uh, Jody, you're on CCO. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I'm wondering how I find a realtor that has uh, knowledge of Lakeshore property in a specific area, like Forest Lake and Chisago Lakes area. Guys, what do you think? Fantastic. It's a good idea. If you live on the lake, you do want kind of a an expert uh, that knows about uh, Lakeshore for sure. Um, I mean, I... I, I I do a lot of south yeah. and west kind of stuff, but uh, up in the Forest Lake area, I mean, I'll, I'll I tell you, for I'll the tell, most part. Let me just, I'll give him a plug. Bob Muskie is one of my favorites up in that part of the, you know, and he's got his team of uh, up there that's really good. Um, there's another gal named Barb. Um, I've got, anyway, yeah, you, you could, what you could do is if you wanted to go ahead and text the show, I'd put you in contact with either one of those agents and uh, they'd be more than happy to come up take a look at your property give you a full market analysis and i know they've got a resume that um is very impressive for that part of town so all right well i think so too i think in even if you go on like zillow you can kind of see what like people's past sales are it's a a good Mm -hmm. way in which to be able to do it and see if they uh, sell lakeshore uh properties up there but it is lakeshore is a little it's it's a little it's different you know, than your normal house and, you know, what gives value and what doesn't and someone that's really in tune with the market mm-hmm. to be able to get you the most money you can because the, that market sh- shifts really fast. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a market down south, um, Prior Lake, that, I mean, <laughs> last year to this year, I mean, it might be a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars $200,000 difference. Yeah. That has a shortage with inventory, but that, you know, the buyer pool is just wants to get on there. Well, plus, you know, when we've had buyers up in that neck of the woods, I've actually sold several properties up there over the last year. We've um, on the lake, and we've brought in buyers where these these guys and gals that know the lake can say, "Hey, what's your what's your buyer looking for? Do they want sandy lakeshore? Do they want you know crystal clear water? Do they want the best fishing right off the dock? Do they want to be close to the restaurants? You know." And so those are the things that sometimes that experience it can be given is worth a ton because it saves everybody time, and then they have the relationships with all the people around the lake, so that even if there's something that's not necessarily for sale. They might be able to come to us and say, hey, I've got one right over here that if we could get this number, they would sell. And let's go take a look at it. And so that's the relationships that are in this industry that are hard to, you know, like uh, what Jody's asking is that those, they don't have a book or they don't have a website that covers that. That is just going with the the experienced agents in the market. Okay. Thank you, Jody. 
Yeah. Guess what I get to do this this year? The first first time since, boy, it's probably two thousand two thousand the year two thousand. Break your yard. Gonna, <laughs> that's not till fall. Mow your grass. <laughs> yeah. My wife does that. No, um, shocker. I get to be. I'm, I'm representing a, a builder. Fucking in the Parade lady. of Homes, yes. So I'm going to be at the Parade of Homes, yeah. Homes by tradition. And we got a great development called Reverence. It's uh, mm. kind of maybe your type of neighborhood, Denny. Anywhere like 1.2 to $2.5 million homes. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll Beautiful be home sites. I'll be in the guest house. Yeah. <laughs> no hey, kidding. you can have one of those there, too, <laughs> if you want. So wow. uh, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Well, the, you know, Chris, I've, I've been in the Parade of Homes for 20 years now. I mean, it's been... One, it's part of my life. I mean, it's kind of like being the farmer that, you know, when they, the crops are ready in the fall, they go harvest. It's the same thing with us with new construction. We get really busy in September. And, uh, you know, bringing that up, it's September 8th through the 30th is the dates on the uh, fall parade of homes. And, and I don't know exactly the number of homes that are out there. But right now, I'm telling you, if you've ever thought about new construction, I think that the deals are going to be sweet this fall. Um, getting out into those models, you know, the inventory has never been better. There's, I mean, great selection of houses out there, and it's just, um, in general, a great time to look for a house. That's amazing. What, what are those dates again for the fall preview? September eighth, it starts that yep. that weekend, and then goes through the thirtieth, the end of September. It's a so great it's basically time of year of, for that. Oh, yeah. right after the fair. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfect. And it's and it's Thursday through Sunday from twelve mm-hmm. to six. Yep. All so, right. Yeah, and I also wanted to kind of throw out there that uh, we do have our member. I have that four part series that. Uh, mm. All the seminars that we're doing, we did, um, you know, curb appeal, and now we're going into the house right now. So that's September 13th at 6 o'clock at the Egan Community Center. We're doing with that with Wings uh, Financial and uh, Wings Mortgage. And uh, it turned out really good, the first one, and so the next one's going to be good. But we're going to go beyond staging. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about all the time. It's kind of all the, the little things that, that have big paybacks, you know, not, yeah. not just the things that you hear and, and read on the Internet, but what's really happening in the market. Cool. We should maybe do that Facebook Live down there for you and have it uh, for some of the listeners that... Uh, yeah, you should come, too, and help me out with it. Sell hot dogs? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd let, me ta- you'd let me touch the mic? Really? That'd be awesome. I don't know about that, but you can sit in the crowd. 651-989-9226 is our phone number. Otherwise, send us a text if that's easier, 81807. Guys, here's one. Uh, I live at Meadow Creek Condos in Hopkins, Texter says. I'm wondering... Is the condo market showing signs of finally getting more robust? Absolutely. 100%. Sure. It's, it's gotten really good. And I think that goes to what Andy was saying earlier about the affordability uh, part of that. And if you're not going to find a single family, you mm-hmm. know, it's a different lifestyle that you end up doing and, and, and going into condos. Now, a lot of those condos really, you know, grew big time um, yeah. in the, you know, before the nice little bust of uh, – 2000, yeah. uh, post 2006. Right. And uh, a lot of people got caught in them, you know, and a lot mm-hmm. of investors bought them and then they let them all go. Mm-hmm. And then, so their values have taken and a, a lot while of the to get buildings back. changed the rules too, Danny, to, in an effort to, you know, survive, they allowed renters when they normally wouldn't or they would have the percentage of less than 10% of the building can be a renter. They would change that up to 30% or whatever just to keep the, the dues coming in so that the, the building doesn't go into foreclosure. Sure. You know, the, the association. So, um, a lot of that uh, negativity is gone now. And the, the, the only thing that I would say about this is the condo markets. Right now I'm seeing buyers that say, you know, hey, I want to get rid of my house. I want the no maintenance. One thing that is a hurdle for a lot of buyers, they say, I want a condo. And then they start looking at, wow, the association fees are 550 a month. Oh, my gosh. 
or three fifty. I mean, but look what's included in that too. Un- understood. Yeah. I, I get that, but I'm just saying that sometimes there's a little more of an education to that process to get somebody to swallow that big of a pill because that association fee is forever. See, a lot of people say, "Well, I choose not to turn on my air, or I choose not to turn on my my heat as high as everybody else does." So you you lose some of those you know um, frugal activities um, by being part of a bigger co-op. Yeah, and some of the newer the newer condos or townhomes have gotten rid of all that that you yeah. know where the heat's included or you know the the water's included the the garbage mm-hmm. is included you know i mean in some condos you have security right. you know you have underground parking i mean all those things kind of add up and i mean and 3 to 400 i mean it could be 800 to 1000 dollars you know but that that becomes another yeah, a lifestyle yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. like hey i don't have to worry about anything i know this is what my costs are a lot of those people pay cash you know and yep. they just know that hey that's what our expense is some people just use them for work down here a lot mm-hmm. of people use it for work and then they go um elsewhere you know, uh, mm-hmm. to go home on the weekends. Some mm-hmm. people do the opposite. You know, I, I sold three of them. The urban um, cabin deal Urban cabins, yeah. yeah. And they, they use them on the weekends. So they, they either, you know, go to the theater or they, they're into the sports scene and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But they just come down here on the weekends and stay. Yep, yep. Wow. I remember you guys talking about that before. Yeah. Are there really a lot of people that do that? Well, we had a doctor oh. from northern Minnesota that wanted to come down here on the weekends for theater, the restaurants, everything else. And so we found them a place over on Harriet. And they spent an amazing amount of money to renovate a house back to its original condition and use it as a kind of a, a quasi-investment property at the same time. And those buyers are out there. I mean, they, they're, they're fantastic because they're excited and they want to, you know, they're, they want to take full advantage of all the cool things in the city. And so it uh, – and, and to be honest, the city's gotten a lot cooler too, yeah. in my opinion. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, it just – Kind of, you know, going down from your elevator and hitting the sidewalk and hitting all the coffee shops and mm-hmm. all the different restaurants and see everything. Well, look at how alive it is downtown There's today. no Buffalo Wild Wings, though. <laughs> yeah, yet. We got to get that. Yeah. But you walk downtown like today even, and there's all the Vikings jerseys and the friends yeah. and family, and they're walking around, and it's alive, and, and it just feels fun. You know, and it's like, and there's nothing happening. You know, I mean, it's, there's a Vikings game later today, but I mean, there's, you know, at the time, it's just, it's fun to be around where there's that much energy and positive uh, stuff happening. And I think that's a good example of what real estate has done. And so you start seeing that kind of things, and no wonder that this downtown market has, uh, you know, has just grown and grown, mm-hmm. you know, so... I was uh, downtown, walking downtown at uh, it was the lunch hour yesterday, and I don't usually do that at that particular time of day. But I could not believe the food the trucks. People, how about well, the, the food, food trucks? trucks? But not only the food trucks, but the restaurants themselves. People are waiting in line outside. Isn't that crazy? It is. I've never seen downtown that. Well, busy. I always encourage people to come. Now, there was during... a Twins game yeah, yesterday. True, too, true. But I mean, even when there's not that happening. The food trucks and the fun, and there, there's all kinds of different, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say views, but different experiences to have on different days of the week downtown, too. You know, you do that, then you, you, you kind of transfer that into other areas like downtown Excelsior. I mean, if you've ever um, mm-hmm. done real estate in downtown Excelsior, I mean, it's kind of crazy what you have to end up paying, but it, it's a lifestyle. I mean, yeah. you're down right by the water and the beaches and they, that baseball park that they have right on the water. And I mean, just cool. That's good stuff. So. We'll have more good stuff right after the break. We'll uh, take this quick break. If you have a real estate question, by all means, we always welcome yours, either by phone or by text. Call us at 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. 1045 in the morning, CCO temperature 74. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. Then you all here along with uh, Chris and Andy, and we have texters 
And if you want to call in your real estate question, uh, we have a line open for you at 651-989-9226. Yeah, this Text is 81807. We want to feel that one, yeah. Chris? says, I have farmland two miles out of Prescott, two areas, one being 60 acres and one being 100. Is this a good time to sell? And how can I get a market on this? Thank you. Um, inter- interesting because I'm uh, actually listing uh, a bunch of lots in uh, Prescott uh, real soon. We're just kind of doing all the marketing, putting all that marketing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting to know Prescott, and it's, it's kind of interesting because they've always used, you know, Wisconsin realtors. But uh, Prescott being so close, I mean, just a hop, skip, and a jump over to Hastings, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and Hudson, that it it's it's one of those areas that a lot of Minnesota people go to um, and, and purchase. So we're going to do that um, kind of with our, our our Wisconsin branch as well, and that's kind of interesting. But I mean, sixty and a hundred acres. I mean, depends, you know, what kind of uh, density that you can get on it and where it's at, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be able to develop it. Yeah, sometimes um, people are looking again for that close cabin. They want acreage. They want whatever. I mean, there's there's so many different ways to package and market acreage right now. It's 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 a lot of fun because there's there are people that want retreats that they don't necessarily have to have a lake. And you know, I, I'm up in the you know north of Malac up that way. I've I've seen um, in McGregor and a bunch of those areas. There's people going up and buying 40, 80 acres of land and putting a cabin in the middle of it, and that's. Where they go on the weekends and they relax and they, you know, they have their fun out in the woods and. But to maximize the value, you got to know what what your density is and what you can actually do there. Oh, to maximize the value, yes, yeah, Sorry. and to maximize. I mean, if obviously you want to sell a sixty acre parcel, um, you know, to one person. But if you if you can figure out a way, even if someone's going to buy it, mm-hmm. you put one parcel on there. If there's an opportunity that they have something more in the future, mm-hmm. at this point now. You know that it's going to be more valuable in that. Oh, way. for sure. Yeah. So. Anytime you can divide and split into smaller, you'll always make more money for sure. You got it. Yep. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. You know, I think that's. Uh, we've been trying to get to some of our topics here for yeah. a couple of weeks now, yeah. and we just keep yeah. getting phoned. In, but we'd much rather take the phone calls. Yeah. But one of the things that we've been meaning to talk about, and it's kind of some of the stuff that we've hit on here, um, but is in negotiations. And, uh, you know, how to uh, negotiate, uh, not not from the buyer side or the seller side. And I'll tell you what, I think the most important thing is when you start with negotiations is you've got to understand your position, mm-hmm. you know, and where you're at. You know, I mean, what kind of market are we at? Right. You know, if we're trying to find Lakeshore uh, on, on a lake, you know, that's got a main floor bedroom and that the, the lot is somewhat level, you know, you're in a position of you're going to be bidding against a lot of different people, you know. Yep. So you got to be prepared prepared for that and then flip yourself around and look at what that seller's thinking and what they need out of it and try mm-hmm. to eliminate a lot of those problems that maybe some people don't because a lot of people just focus on price yeah. but there's a lot more to it than just price. Well, agents talking to agents and and usually the professional agents will call ahead of time before they write an offer on a listing and say, "Hey, you know, we're putting an offer together. Um are there any things that we should be cautious of or should we be aware of?" or anything that you guys must have or can't live without. And and so when you write that offer, like like Chris is saying there, and let's say that the, the seller is looking or they're building a house, and for them as a seller, 
it'd be great if they could have a, a fluctuating closing date for them and you can offer that as a buyer, you might become the most valuable offer to them because now they can stay put in their house until their new house is ready. And and that is worth more than an extra five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars sometimes to somebody having peace of mind knowing that you know where you're staying and and you know I think that's interesting too. I mean, we obviously both do quite a few listings and mm-hmm. uh, we have multiple offers on our properties. And how many times? I mean, this has always just kind of floored me. Is how many times have you had multiple offers on a property and haven't heard from that other realtor? You know, they oh, just yeah. they just fax it over. Yeah. You know, and you can find out so much if or you just e- talk email. to the other I hope agent. they don't fax it. I don't. Need, I, I disconnected my fax machine in. Gosh, I just 2000. said fax, didn't I? Yeah. Oh no, I'll never hear the end of this. Uh, like well, I said, Danny, scan when you're an email. Tying up your horse right before you write your offer on the on the chalkboard. I was doing that for Denny. Yeah, of oh, course. Says, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I'm te- I'm teasing you. I, I I knew what you meant, and so did the listeners. But so the idea. I did have someone ask me for my fax number, though. I did, and it's an 800 number that gets you, scanned. You run. Too. You run from those people. Oh, yeah, they have no business being in business anymore. Um, anyway, so moving on. So the, the idea there of having that offer coming in, right? They, you're right. They do abandon, as I call it, the offer. They think they're done. They, that, that is the sign of somebody that doesn't have experience or doesn't have the care for their client's best needs. And so sometimes I see that with the discount brokers. Um, I'll see the people that don't have a vested interest in their clients where they say, yep, I wrote the offer. It got sent over last night at 815. I don't check my email necessarily at 815 at night. So I didn't know if you'd send a text or a call to that listing agent, say the offer's coming. And here's what I'd like to do is go over the details with you quickly. I'd like to also know as an agent, when are you going to present that to your client? And uh, when can I expect some feedback from you as far as uh, after that meeting that you guys have there? And the, that's the difference right now. There's, there's such a huge difference. You know, the, the, I, I don't mean to pick on the part-timers because there's a lot of great part-timers, but just really be careful who you partner with as an agent because it makes all the difference in the world when negotiating on a deal. Well, the other thing I think that helps in negotiations, if you can get it, is time. Mm-hmm. Using time, I mean, because what happens is that the longer a negotiation goes, people start outthinking themselves. Yep. And they're thinking, oh, gosh, that buyer, oh, they must be thinking this and let's do that. Oh, let's change it and let's do right. that rather than you got to be calm mm-hmm. <laughs> and know what it is. But time and, and sometimes in this market, we don't have time. Right. You know? Well, and think about this too, Denny. Somebody comes in and you've got your house listed for $400,000 and somebody comes in and you know that that's about the top of the market. You know that's about what it'll appraise for because you had it appraised last year and you know what it's worth. And somebody comes in at four twenty-five and they're financing the whole thing. And the offer is the highest offer on paper, but it's the worst offer for you because all you're doing is it's a grenade that's going to get thrown on your head when the appraisal comes back. And then it's going to be a renegotiation. It's going to be a – so a lot of the agents now are writing in clauses. When an offer comes in that high that says anything over the asking price will be paid in cash, not included in the down payment of the loan on the terms presented to the seller. And all of a sudden they look at that and they go, whoa. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden their offer changes. Now all of a sudden that offer goes down to 395 and they want 3% closing costs. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how these offers are like, I don't say they're, they're trying to grab your attention with the fireworks of the offer, but they're the, when it comes down to the actual offer itself, it's, it's pretty weak in some cases. And I think, too, when, you, when you're going to make a stance on your offer, you got, it's got to be the final stance on it, or you've got to kind of leave it open-ended. I've, I've heard so many times, you know what, we're not, we're not paying a penny more. We won't mm-hmm. do it, you know. And then all of a sudden they come back and say, you know what, we'll give you $1,000. Yeah. You know, and when they do that, then it's kind of like it's all opened up again. I mean, mm-hmm. that final stance doesn't work. And I yeah. think a lot of, you know, um, people many, that are representing them, they use that. And it's yeah. like, it's How many not times do you think it's fair to go back and forth, Chris? Because I've, I've, when, when the deal gets fatigued, 
I mean, because some people think they can just keep going back at it, go back, 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 and it's just, yeah, okay. I I think it totally depends. I mean, we've been back. I say three times. I usually say three times, and then you got to be done. Don't screw around. Counter with what you really want. Hold to it, and be okay with that buyer going away. You know, because the thing is, is that if you really want a certain number or certain terms, why are you wasting your time? Because if they're not going to give you what you want, then move on to somebody else that'll cooperate and and recognize what you need. I had one deal. Uh, one deal that took four months that we were negotiating on and, and finally got done. Hey, does Andy sell in Alexandria as a quick text? I, I do not, but I've got some great referral partners up there. Well, let's find out how to get in touch with each one of you guys. Uh, get, Prasky, that's P-R-A-S-K-Y.com. Yep, okay. ChrisRooney.com. You can get a hold of that seminar if you want to come, and you can see our parade homes. Too. I'll be selling hot dogs apparently. And, yeah, and <laughs> you can also come out to the broadcast booth at the yeah, uh, CCO sure. Broadcast Center. At the Minnesota State Fair, see these guys in poison. Perfect. We'll have some fun giveaways there, too. (laughs) All right. Very good. Thank you, guys. We'll see you at the fair one week from today. Right now in the Twin Cities here on CCO, 74 degrees, heading for near 87. Stay with us. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.